Welcome to Curious Pete. I'm your host, Peter Winkler, and today I sit down with Amar Pandya, the host of the podcast Only Positivity. Today, Amar asked me a bunch of questions about my story and how myself as an American came to Australia just shy of eight years ago. So this and more today in the episode. So I just essentially like when I bring other people on or anything like that, I, d- I pretty much have been just bringing out my friends and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. I'll like, you know, I've, I've hooked it up so I can have two Yeti mics and everything. So I'm not as yeah. advanced as your situation yet, man. But um, no. I'll get there one day. <laughs> well, I don't know how advanced um, this is. This broadcast arm I got on eBay for 25 bucks. So oh, uh, pretty schmick, mate. It looks really nice, dude. But um, <laughs> uh, no, to your question, man, to your question, I... um. So that's just, it's just kind of the things I'm doing, right? So I try not to, I try not to do anything like, how do I put it? Like for the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of just retrospectively will like take pictures or record things that I've done, you know? Oh. So, so I'm, I used to, when I was younger, man, I used to be a big fan of sodas, dude. I was always with the sodas, you know? Um, and then over the past like 10 years, I, I've gone in between, right? I've completely cut them out. I've kind of brought them back in. But I just, you know, soda's just not something that I can have a good relationship with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I like that carbonation. So yeah. I, the, the the sparkling waters are just, uh, they, they kind of scratch that itch for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I know exactly what you um, mean. Yeah. yeah, dude. And then, you know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent or advocator of uh, cannabis and, mm-hmm. you know, any facet. So, um, you know, oftentimes you'll catch me, you know, I'll roll up a blunt or I'll smoke a joint. And then um, I got a couple sparkling waters, might go for a walk or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, you know, try mm-hmm. to take in the nature and stuff like that. So just a glimpse of some of the things I'm doing, you know what I mean? I appreciate mm-hmm. you checking it out, dude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, the um I've I've recently stopped drinking like about um, maybe just before. Well, the last time I had a drink was New Year's Eve, and then oh nice. And I've been like I did it first as part of like a thirty day challenge, and then I decided yeah. to I just kept going with it because I, I I found like a completely different sort of uh, feeling in terms of my mental state. Like I wasn't depressed, yeah. and I found that I could go out with my mates who are drinking. And I could still hang out with them. And I was having just as much fun with them because they were chatty because they were drinking, but I wasn't. And so the next day, like I would still go, um, I'd go home like nine or 10 o'clock and I wouldn't be tired the next day or hungover. But I, but when you, but when you talk about that, um, hang on a second, my fucking phone. Um, (laughs) you're good, bro. You're good. Do not disturb. All right. So, um, what when you talk about that carbonation to scratch that itch, I know exactly what you mean because I I got one of those uh, soda streams, and uh, nice man, I like I'll just never never look back. But I've also been um, I've been noticing there's a weird placebo effect if I have non-alcoholic beer. Okay, you, you know, and I'm buzzed. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like I'll like if I if I have a like if if I chug a whole a whole non-alcoholic beer, like I'll get this sort of fuzzy feeling in my stomach from it and then i think in the past i used to associate that with you know with an alcohol content but nowadays i i don't know if it's this placebo or if it's just like the you know the whatever is inside the beer that is sort of activating my my stomach i'm not sure sure dude i mean um 
you know, from, uh, I mean, just from looking at you right now, I mean, I can only see your head, but you seem like you're, you're a guy who, uh, who, I mean, you, you seem like you work out, right? Am, am I, am I, am I right or am I wrong with that? Yeah, I do. I, uh, I work out, um, anywhere from six to seven days a week. So I'll get up at like six o'clock and try to be in the gym about six thirty every day. And, oh, very cool, man. And then, um, and then after that, it was, if, if you go back like two years ago for myself, I, um, I was, a, I wasn't like fit or anything. I was just a bit like squishy, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's a nice adjective. Yeah. And I, it was a game changer for me when I started, cause I've always struggled with my weight and it was a big yeah. game changer for me when I started fasting. And so cool. right when I started fasting, um, I was able to really trim down and get to that, uh, what is it, like that six-pack that I've been looking for, like my, nice, my whole life. Like, and I've finally been able to get it. So I'll do the workout in the morning. I'll have like a, like a smoothie, and then I'll, I'll skip lunch, basically. That's okay. what it is. I'll skip lunch, and then I won't eat again until about 4 or 5 o'clock. So, so throughout the day, um, you know, and I've been doing it for so long. I've been doing it for the last like year or so. And okay. I don't even I don't even notice it anymore. Um, but in the beginning, it was tough. You know, I'd have to drink water to you know calm it down. But um, it's been the only thing that's really been making a difference. So just morning hits, no lunch, and then to be honest, I could eat really anything I want in for dinner, like anything. Yeah. Like for the most part, I, I I eat pretty healthy. Like you know, veggie stir fries or salads or whatever it is, something really clean. Yeah. 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 But the, um, yeah, but if, if I do eat something shitty, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. Like my body's like metabolism is just like going and it just like, it's like sending a pizza through a wood chipper or something. It's just like, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 for good. sure. And yeah, no, the reason, you know, and, and that, a lot of good points there. Right. And I definitely want to ask you a little about your fasting. Cause like, you know, I do some stuff like that too. Um, in terms mm. of, you know, when we're talking about, um, that whole uh, the so- scratching the soda itch, and then your little experience with the the ginger beer. Like, do you think? Do you think? Um, and for myself, right, when you do something so routine, right, like you're working out, you're getting up, you're doing the same routine every day, right. And then do you think because you threw in something different, even though it's not alcoholic, right, but you threw in something different, like a ginger beer that you might not have on a regular basis. Do you think that might just alter like your um, your your mind chemistry or something like that a little bit mm. when you throw something different in there? Yeah, um, I you know m- maybe it could just be like the sugar content because like most mm-hmm. of the time if I were to have like a ginger beer or something like that or like a uh, like a sugary drink or something like that um, on an empty stomach, I might get a sugar rush. In fact, like I went right. to um, like I had a going away party for moving out here and. And okay. everyone met me at a pub, and but I wasn't drinking alcohol, so I was, I, I'm sure I was like confusing everybody. But I was going to the, uh, I was going to the bar, and I was asking for um, lemon lime bitters, which is like just Sprite bitters and lime. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I had them put it into like a wine glass, so it looked like like an aperol spritz or something. And I was, sure. and but the sugar content from that uh, from that Sprite. Was was just so strong that I felt I felt drunk. I don't know. It was maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of like altering the mind, I, I don't know if it was. Do you mean like in terms of like any sense or just like my energy level? 
No, I think it's just the way your body processes it, I think. Like, you know, I'll, maybe I'll just use an example. Like, you know, when, you know, I'll do something along the lines of a fast, right? It's like eight, It's like from after 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. the next day, I'm, mm. I'm not eating besides coffee, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And 12 to 8 is like my eating window. Mm-hmm. Um, and I generally eat similar things, right? You try to eat clean vegetables, you know, um, yeah, uh, you know, white meats and things like that, chicken, mm-hmm. turkey, um, mm-hmm. no, no red meats. But um, sometimes, let's say, like I, I'm not feeling it, right? I'm not feeling the meal prep one day, and I go get, uh, you know, some Mediterranean food. Right. Even though it's like meat and rice, like some of the things I normally eat, just because it's from from outside, I, my, my body takes it in totally differently. Right. It takes it in like I went out um, and ate, you know, a very cumbersome meal as opposed to just, you know, the clean things that you and I mm. are accustomed to eating. So my mind is different. I feel like my body reacts differently to oh, really. Um, I've never I've never experienced like what what you're saying, but mm. I'm just trying to like make the connect the dots here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing too. Like when you when you start talking about um, well, one thing works for another person in terms of diet and um, and exercise. Uh, you know, we're all not built the same. So like a lot of this, yep. and you know, whenever people ask me what I've done to get to where I where I've got, and they always say, "Oh, I want to do what you do." It's it, it, like, well, okay, I mean, maybe um, you could, but it's not. Uh, it might not work for you because there's a lot of things to consider. You know, everyone's metabolism is different. Uh, people's blood types are different. So the way you process yeah. foods based on that will be different. Um, uh, we all have different gut bacteria um, and we all have different uh, metabolisms based on age and exercise and you know dietary habits and whatever. So it's for me, it took me a very long time to figure out what worked for me personally, but it was also like, mm-hmm. um, that's why I don't really believe in, uh, you see so many people on Instagram and blah, 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 like giving uh, health and fitness advice. But yeah, it's never going to be like a one all fits all for everybody, you know, and I've, I've, I've just picked and chose whatever things work for myself just by doing experimentation and seeing that this seems to be working what I'm doing. But um, yeah, so, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, if, uh, if you bring in something extra to you, you feel a little bit different. For me, if I eat like, um, any anything that's like white uh, carbs, like if I had like yeah. a um, like moving, for example, I had a I had a bunch of like COVID supplies that I just never ate. You know, it was like, okay, okay, like macaroni and cheese boxes. You know, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. first of all a ridiculous thing to bring into the Armageddon. Anyways, is to like bring really <laughs> shit quality food, but I yeah. Um, so I didn't want to throw it away, so I ate it. And the next day, I felt uh, so sluggish and and like like garbage uh, because mm-hmm. because of it. But for other people, it works, you know. So yeah, who knows? Like, what's what's to do? What's what's your routine? Um, yeah, you know, in terms of so I try to I I go back and forth, right? So I think for anyone who's on on the fitness grind, right, and you're in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm similar to yourself right you go through these like peaks and troughs right you go through a lot of like fitness kicks where you're 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 trying this thing out and then you go through this time where you're trying this thing out right like similar to yourself i do that sober october thing um and then i i sometimes i'll run with it for a couple more months because i just love that feeling you know but Mm. coming to the routine 
you know, like, you know, on Sundays, I usually try to meal prep something like, mm-hmm. uh, like it's either like turkey, like ground turkey is what I did on Sunday. Um, just mix them up with some like taco seasoning. Um, it kind of replaces that like um, flavorful meat, like carne asada type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I a bunch of brown rice and then mm-hmm. spinach. Right. That's mm-hmm. pretty much lunch. The first meal I'll get into every day. Um, and then I do a lot of like it's like the supplements i feel like an old person man i feel like i'm 65 i do like I do yeah, like oatmeal and you have the Monday, wednesday and, tuesday thursday friday meat pill box dude i'm not on that level yet but i have a i have a like a, a to-do list notebook every day it's like fiber oatmeal apple cider vinegar you know what i mean i gotta <laughs> nice. get my it's weird man because I, I i have high cholesterol in my family so i'm, I'm oh, constantly right. trying to combat it and like i eat healthy so i mean whatever so you know i do that and i try to make i eat a lot of eggs too you know um egg whites just to like get the protein in there um and then yeah around like 4 or 5 p.m every day i'm doing like a, a workout like i do a lot of hit training you know mm. i i i just because I, I can't be going to gyms right now and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, or i don't go to gyms so it's a lot of hit training a lot of workout videos and i got some weights and resistance bands and um pull is up bar what, and whatnot is this is that still the case where you are you can't go to gyms still are they all closed no no they're open they're open yeah. i um i just told myself i'll i'll go back when i get like a the vaccine you know what okay I mean? yeah um I'm. I mean, I. I just it's the like idea the of going there, there right man. now. You just don't know who's carrying it, you know. And there's no. There's no regulation, is there? No one's like giving a flying fuck about it. It seems, you know. Dude, I walked into like a Potbelly sandwich shop the other day, right? Oh, Potbelly, sweet. <laughs> Love that. Dude, place. yeah, man. <laughs> um, uh, when I walked in there, and you know, there was um. I just had asked if I could use the restroom because, you know, initially a bunch of um, uh, places were closed for indoor dining, right? And then they opened back up, closed back up. So I went, so they were open. I was just picking up some food and I was like, yo, can I use the restroom? And they started hysterically laughing at me saying, dude, we're open for dining. And I'm like, it's, I get it, but like, no, why isn't anyone in here wearing a mask? Like, I I don't really understand what's going on. So Mm. that's why I asked if, I could use a restroom because it seems like you guys are all off duty in here. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it just yeah, seems yeah, like you guys yeah. are walking around parlaying and shit. So yeah. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, people are all over the place out here, man. Some people are really strict. Some people are on the other opposite end of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it's gotta be really stressful to kind of live in that sort of environment, man. Like I feel for, I feel for, I, I like, I, I feel for my family over there because, yeah. you know, they, like in Montana where, um, my, my mom and my brother are, um, they have a bit of a mix. You got some people out there who okay. are like, like all about, you know, hey, let's do the right thing for everybody else. But then you have other people who are like, you know, extreme coughing into people's face, you know, trying to like show you that it's not real <laughs> or breathing. some bullshit. Yeah, dude. Straight yeah. up, man. Straight up. How's, how are things out there? Well, it's, uh, to be honest, it's like it never happened. Wow. So... You can go to dance clubs. You can, oh, man. you can do everything. Every single thing you ever thought about doing, you can. And I mean, there okay. are restrictions to like certain things, like weddings have a cap of like a hundred people. You know, True. but yeah, yeah. I mean, at the same time, you know, that's still a pretty good sized wedding. You know, a hundred people. That I should mean, be the rule, COVID or not COVID, bro. Like, I know, don't spend so much money on a fucking wedding in the <laughs> yeah, first place, dude. Come on now. <laughs> um yeah the uh yeah everything is is great i mean there were some like border restrictions between the states here 
Um, sure. So you'd have to get like a pass in order to go from different state lines. Now, yeah. that's, that's easier to regulate in Australia because of two things. One, uh, there's not that many states. And, okay. um, and two, there's not that many people. You know, we got like 25 million people in Australia. Um, okay. And, you know, like, uh, you know, ha- I mean, half the country is like one state. You know, it's Western Australia. Ah, uh, you got know, you. I mean, it's the same size as the United States, right? The 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 size of Australia. That's what I was gonna is, ask. Yeah, but uh, so a lot easier to kind of control the borders between here and there. But wow, so that's so, like a f- fraction yeah. of the population out here, dude. I know. Yeah, it's crazy, and there's there's a lot of differences that happen here because of that. You know, like Medicare exists. <laughs> for example um (laughs) uh what else uh there's even so i'm a a business owner as well and okay i've noticed that uh being a business owner here in australia versus the united states there's there's two different attitudes you know i've always remembered in the in the states there were if you were in business the business attitude was to sort of fuck over the other people who are in the same business as you as a way of like being competitive in america but in Australia, sure. you could open up an accountant shop next to an accountant shop, and those two accountants are going to work together so that they both make money. And it's sort wow. of like this opposite sort of feelings. Like you know, if we're if we're um, wealthy together, well, why shouldn't we both benefit? And I love that, dude. It's so nice. It's just so peaceful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? dude. I mean, capitalism here. Uh, you know, I, I, it's always a, a slippery slope when you like, you know, when I start talking shit about America because I mm. live here and you know what yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I know, I, you you know mean. I'm doing well and stuff like that. But you know, the I feel like you can only understand the difference in mindset when you leave the country, yeah. right? When you 100%. go see that, oh, other people aren't worried about the shit I'm worried about here. Like mm. I'm not, they're not worried about like, you know, I gotta be better than this person or I gotta have more than this person. Mm. I'm not saying there's not people like that out there, but. It's just, you know, when I go when I go travel places, it's a breath of fresh air that, hey, dude, motherfuckers are out here looking out for each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. they are collective, and I, it's just a different perspective vibe all around. It is, isn't it? Like, and that's the interesting thing about Australia is because it's such a collection of uh, countries mashed together. Um, and it's, uh, there's people from Southeast Asia, from South America, from Europe. And, yeah. you know, how... I remember this in the States, like uh, my brother, he was uh, dating an Irish girl. And I was like, oh, yeah, like we're in Ireland. And he's like, oh, no, she's from like her her, her parents are like Irish. I'm like, yeah, but are they from Ireland? He's like, no, they're from like Boston. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, so they're American. <laughs> they're not Irish. They're American. <laughs> and then over here, you meet somebody who says, oh, yeah, they're Irish. And they're actually like from from ireland you know they hail from yeah. ireland so there i know and i forgot about that when i was living in the in the states about how everyone had such a connection to say like oh yeah well we're italian I'm like no you're american <laughs> you yeah. were born in america <laughs> you're not yeah i mean you might have some italian roots but you know uh you're american at the same time you know so yeah man yeah, dude, tell me tell me a little bit about your transition out there, dude. I mean, I know when we connected on Instagram, we got some uh, we got some similar places that we've been to and lived in. So, man, I want to hear about how yeah. you got from where you were to like where you are now, dude. Well, I was um, uh, let's see here. This is I've been out here now for about eight years. Um, okay, I came, I came here in yeah for a while, but I came here in June of 2013, and uh. I if I go back to 
a year before that, like June 2012, um, I was working for a hospital in the basement of a medical records department. No, the phones didn't work. There was no natural sunlight. It was just like, okay, just, I mean, it was, it was a good job in the sense that I worked four 10 hour days and I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So that was nice. Um, yeah. but the fact remains that you sit there and you can't help, but, you know, have your mind wander about what else is out there. And I yeah. had a friend who came to Australia and he did a working holiday visa here. And mm-hmm. he came back and he told me, he was like, look, man, he's like, I'll tell you about, um, about Australia. It's, um, the minimum wage, I think at the time was like seventeen fifty an hour. Uh, nice. there at the time there was, um, more women than men. They were calling it a, a man drought when I was single. Oh, there you go. And, <laughs> and they, um, and they like, uh, Americans. And I was like, yeah. sign me up, you know, say no more, <laughs> say no more. So I, I, I was going to go in, um, in September that year. And then sure. what happened is that, um, uh, my, my father actually passed away in, in oh, August. Man. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Yeah. And, and then I was like, ah, oh, well, I guess I'll just, I guess I'm not going to Australia. So I started looking to other things. I, I thought I was going to join the air force. Um, okay. and at the time they said, oh, well, it's like a year and a half wait to get in. And cause I wanted to go in as an officer. I wanted to, cause I had a degree already and I wanted to, you know, be a little bit higher up in the, yeah. in it. And I was like a year and a half. I don't know if I really don't want to wait around for that. And I had already been approved for my visa to come into Australia. And the, the visa works like this. Once it's approved, you have one year to enter the country. And then once you enter okay. the country, then your visa will start and you have one year to be in the country. So I didn't think I was actually going to go. And then come June 2013, I actually entered the country with one day left before I could enter the country again. And, <laughs> and when I got into Australia, they're like, you do know like your entrance was going to expire in a day, right? I was like, yeah, but I can still enter, right? I'm here. What's up? <laughs> What's up? I delayed the process as much as I could. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, because there was a lot of things happening there. Like, um, I f- after my my dad passed away, I, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to call it dependence on me. That it it seemed like, you know, family was leaning on on me hard. And, sure. And you know that's fine. I mean, it's a death. You know, that's that's what happens. But it was also it's so interesting to experience that once you experience death uh you get open to so much life and that's a that's a powerful quote and well and that's what happened when i saw my dad go was that fuck i'm gonna die someday and i just don't want to be doing this right now and so i i left and i had um you know i wanted to be i wanted to just live my own life i didn't want to be there to I mean, I'll always be there to help, but I, I had to live my own life. And I and I came. Yep. I did a working holiday visa for a year. Tried to get sponsored. Um, so sponsoring is like uh, you find a job here and someone will give you another visa and say, you can work for us. And it's a sponsorable job. But it's okay. they're, they're kind of hard to come across. And for me, I have a degree as a graphic designer and animator, okay. motion designer, whatever. And... All that stuff was 
not a sponsorable job because it's usually outsourced to like the Philippines or India or something like that. And yep. so there was no real sponsorable role in that. So I, after a year, I, I left and I went to Thailand. I went through Southeast Asia. Okay. Um, I don't know how far you want me to go in the story, but I can go pretty far. <laughs> go in, man. I'm um, excited to hear it. Dude. I didn't know about this Thailand experience. Yeah. So I went to Southeast Asia. I went to Thailand. Um, I met a girl in a... Um, in a uh, in a hostel there uh, from Latvia, and that's actually where my grandparents are from. And she was actually really okay. surprised that I even knew where it was. And anyways, uh, I met her and I kept on going. I went to Vietnam. I ran out of money in Vietnam. I was in this hostel and I um, was actually living on credit with the hostel. I kept on extending my stays, and I said, "Do you want me to pay now?" Like, oh, do I go? No, 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 you. You pay when you when you check out, and I was like, okay, a I, lot I, of I'm faith. never going to check out. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I um, and I was still talking to um, uh, her name's Kate, and I was talking to Kate, and and I told her my situation. She said, well, you know, I'm I'm in Bangkok, and I'm and I'm trying to um, get a job here to teach English, and they're putting me up in an apartment, and she said. Um, you know, I'll pay your hostel and your flight from Vietnam to come to Bangkok and you can stay here while you look for work. And so that's what I did. I was like this person I barely knew paid for my flight, um, and paid my, my bill in Vietnam. And then I wow. went over to Bangkok, um, and I ended up teaching in Thailand for about six months or so. And, and it was all really thanks, thanks to her. And we actually became uh, partners, um, like you know, um, boyfriend girlfriend, you know, whatever. And and then she, we went to New Zealand together for a year. I was in New Zealand, and and between that, I had this big surgery. So I had this big surgery between Thailand and New Zealand, and I had to go back to the United States for it. It was like a kidney surgery. It was like a, oh okay. And, and I went back and at the time it was under Obamacare. And what I got is I got this, um, what is it called? Uh, medical insurance. <laughs> Why did I forget that? And I got, uh, <laughs> I got uh, Blue Cross Blue Shields uh, from Montana and it had no pre-existing conditions. And the idea was it was a $300 premium and they would pay 100% of the surgery. And so cool. the surgery was going to be like a $30,000 surgery. And... I, I had the surgery, recovered, went to New Zealand. I was in there for about nine months. I was saving up money because I wanted to go back to Australia. And yeah. uh, I got this phone call from my mom. She said, there's this check in the mail for you. And I said, what is it? And she said, well, I don't know if it's real or not, but it's a check uh, made out to you for $16,000 from, uh, hosp- from the hospital, from St. Patrick's Hospital. And I, okay. and, I, and I looked at it and it turned out that my medical insurance had overpaid uh, my, um, for my surgery. And in Montana, the way it works is that if you are the holder of a policy, then you actually get, um, that, that money, that's your money, that, that, that policy paid out, that's your money. And so that turned out to be something like 30,000 New Zealand dollars. And, and I was like, "Holy shit, payday!" And I and yeah, I dude. and you I took Forbes over there. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, Woo. <laughs> I was like working in a hostel. I only had like a thousand dollars saved up. I had no idea what yeah. I was going to do going to Australia. And I and I got that, and I ended up starting my own business in Australia with it. 
uh, to, um, which is basically, it's just like an English language company. And dude, that's awesome, man. And then the idea though, was at that time in Australia, you could start a company, you can make a, a role for yourself in the company, and then you could sponsor yourself. And that was, that was in October. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to do that. So I did it. And then in January, they, the government here got rid of it. So after my, my application was already sent off in like December, in January, they stopped it and it was, and it was canceled. So I had to leave Australia again. And I, and I moved back, uh, with, uh, my ex-partner at the time to Latvia for the summer. And, and then we moved to London uh, where I was, uh, just teaching privately. Um, and then, uh, she decided she wanted to go back to school. So I jumped on her visa to come back to Australia. And I said, look, here's the deal. I will pay for your school if I can be on your visa coming back to Australia. So this would now be my third time back in Australia. Yeah. I was like, man, you must really love it out there. Man, dude. you have no idea. It's like an addiction. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then uh, I came here and then I ended up, um, uh, that was supposed to be like a two-year visa. And then we ended up, um, breaking up and then I I met uh, my partner that I'm with now who is actually mm-hmm. uh, Austra- she's she's now an Australian citizen and she's uh, she's from uh, Manchester originally and okay now we're going through the process of being because um, uh, you can do a thing here called de facto visa where okay. you if you're with uh, someone for a year or more that is a permanent resident or an Australian citizen um, then you could say, Hey, we're together and you can go on a, what's called a de facto visa. And that slowly goes and turns into permanent residency. So gotcha. it's been like, it's been a long journey. There's been a lot of like ups and downs back and forths, but in the process of it, and I never, I've never intended to be like this, uh, like a traveler. I, yeah. I just wanted to go from America to Australia, done deal. In the process, yeah. I ended up going to like some 35 countries and traveling the world three times. And now I'm wow. And, and now I've been. And now I'm here. Um, and it's it, yeah, it's been it's been a wild journey, I'll say. You know, but yeah, dude, that is crazy, man. Who would have thought, dude? I I just thought it was from Chicago to Australia when we touched base on Instagram, man. Yeah. But you went everywhere in between. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it, and it's it's so strange too because the the teaching that I would do is uh, I I teach people how to pass an English language test. So if you live in okay. Australia and you, um, you, if say if you're from a non English speaking country, you have to take this English test to prove your English um, proficiency, and I teach people how to take this test for them to become permanent residents. But it's just so strange because I've been running that that company since 2015, and yet yeah. I'm I'm still not, you know, here permanently myself. Right, you know? right. It's so strange. <laughs> we're helping all these people get there, but like I'm still, you know, here on like temporary visas or like, you know, and but now, yeah. but now it'll get there. So Australia, it's what a it's fucking hell of a place, to tell you. 
yeah man that's that is a that is a wild story dude that that deserves a movie you know what i'm saying <laughs> or documentary at least um so tell me man when you so so you know what i'm interested to hear is you know a lot of times you find out the most about yourself when your back's kind of against the wall right and you know one of the things i think pushed you as a triggering event was kind of your father's passing right hmm. now when you when you were in in thailand and bangkok in those moments where you were in the hostel where you're like bro I'm about to run out of all of it in a minute, right? Yeah. What what was running through your mind, right? Like you're in a different country, not your usual stopping grounds, and your resources are about to deplete. What's what's going through Pete's mind, dude? Hey guys, I just wanted to take a few moments to say that if you're enjoying this episode, I could really use your support. Become a curious Pete patron for as little as five dollars a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash curious Pete for exclusive bonuses, early access to future episodes, monthly AMAs, merchandise, and more. Your support of the podcast will go towards booking more studio time, upgrading our studio equipment, and marketing to reach out to new and interesting guests. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Curious Pete. And now, back to the episode. Well, you know, it's it's weird. It's almost like um, we do live in a matrix because um, it felt impossible to fail. It felt impossible right. to fail. That there was, if you had a, if you were breathing and you had motivation, it's like they say, if there's a will, there's a way. If you right. have the intention to not do that, to not be there, you will find a way out. And when I was living in Australia for the first year, I went through so many ups and downs um, of where I was like, fuck me, I'm going to be, I'm going to lose all my money again, you know? Um, and like, for example, I, I, I got this job working out on an island uh, around the Great Barrier Reef. And when yeah. I got there, it turned out it was a big scam. And after like four weeks Damn. of them not paying their staff, everyone quit and we had to leave. And I, um, I had no money and I was in this hostel and this guy came up to me and he said, you look like you could use a beer. And I said, okay. And he got me this gigantic uh, pitcher of beer. And it was like four liters of beer. And he said, he's like, I don't know what your troubles are. He's like, but I do know you're going to find it at the bottom of this jug. I was like, all right. <laughs> I had half of it. And I was like, oh, you know, I wonder if this hostel here is doing work for accommodation. So I went into it, um, trying not to have them smell my breath. And, uh, and I said, hey, are you guys doing like work for accommodation? They said, yeah. I said, do you want to hire me? They said, yeah. I was like, great, sorted. So I already so nah. so that night I had accommodation, the and then I finished the rest of the beer and then I got a text from one of the girls that I knew on the island, who said, "Look, uh, there's a Thai restaurant um, that's always hiring Westerners because uh, they can't speak English well enough in order to take the orders. So, you know, I used to work there. Maybe you can go and just drop my name. And you can get a job." And I was like, "Great!" So I walked over there and did the exact same thing. I said, "Hey, I hear you're hiring." They said, "We are." It's like, "Do you want to hire me?" They said, "Okay." And I was like, "Boom!" I was like, "My God, that guy was right. I found fucking you know accommodation <laughs> and a job at the bottom of this jug of beer." And but that's just an, an example of like how sometimes you just get, you get to a point and then like something will always happen. Something will always bring you back up and. And so when I went through that, like a couple of times in Australia and because um, when you're working holiday visa here, you're pretty much um, you're you don't have full rights. You know, you don't have people who take advantage of you a lot because you're kind of new to the country and uh, there will always be scammers out there to like 
Yeah. You say, hey, well, it'd be better if we pay you less than this because for taxes. It's all it's all scams. And so you learn, yeah. you, you get wise to it after a while. Um, but it was, but when I, by, by the time I got to uh, Thailand, I just reached a point uh, of uh, complacency where I just didn't seem to care because I knew that something would happen in order to bring me back up again. So I didn't really have this fear anymore. It was more of like, um, oh, something will happen. And I just believed in it that something would happen. Yeah. And something did. It just kept, it just kept, it just keep going. And yeah, man. And that's, and that's how it's been a few, a few times, you know, here. So dude, yeah, the, the mindset of it is just, uh, unless you've experienced it before, obviously the first time you find it, you're, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, you know, but the, but after life experience and doing it a few times, you realize that you, you literally can't fail. You'll get close, but you, you just, it's, it is, it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if someone's playing a video game or what, but it is, <laughs> yeah. it is like, it, I, I get close every time, but I, I, I always seem to pull myself back up again. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. There's like an energy. I feel like that's that, um, that I don't know if, I don't want to say it saves people, but it prevents you. Right. So like until you flatline, man, you better keep trying, you know, like there's, there's gotta be a will. There's gotta be something that you do that brings you up, you know? And I think in, dude, in today's world, you know, people, people want to say that they go through those trials and tribulations, right? I'm not saying everyone doesn't or everyone does, but what we experience as like a learning opportunity or an, in, or, uh, an inconvenience is not really that bad in the grand scheme of things, right? Mm. But I think everyone needs that time where they, they feel like they don't have any support, right? They, they feel like it's just them, right? And that's, that's when you, your true colors come to light, man, when, when it's you and you're the only one here, right? But people, I think, are afraid to maybe put themselves in that situation and mm-hmm. see what could happen. But in any situation where you kind of just peel back all the layers and you're there by yourself, you're going to learn, dude, right? Yeah. You're going to learn by one, what? Maybe fall on your face. You, you mm-hmm. might learn that way. Something good might happen, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's I, 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 I love connecting with people um, on this whole podcasting journey just mm. because right dude the story that you just told me is something super profound man and it kind of restores your faith in humanity just to hear that look there's people helping you out when you thought you were about to go broke or you thought you were about to live on the streets mm. somebody sent some good energy your way watch you a beer and that kind of just turned your whole world around man it's always always endearing to hear those types of things yeah it's it's it is it's um thanks for that man it's uh it's really uh, it, it is a bit strange, isn't it, how how the world works? But it's um, you're right. It does give you sort of that sense of um, hope for humanity. Hey, because we need it now. You know what I mean? More than oh, more dude. than any time. And um, and that's another thing I noticed too here in Australia. Is like when when COVID happened, um, still is happening. But when it first happened, everyone was here was just so like neighborly it was Mm -hmm. it was such a a sense of community of we and that was such a nice feeling and such a a good job i feel that this country has done in terms of uh, banding together and to face a challenge that required everyone to work together and we fucking did it like we yeah. did it like it's 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 such a like 
I don't think people here are really patting themselves on the back enough to realize like how well they did, you know, because yeah. you, you look at uh, places like Melbourne and in Victoria where they got hit the most. So for like where I was living, I was living in Brisbane and we only had like six weeks of lockdown. And really after two weeks, it kind of softened up. It was pretty, yeah. it was pretty easy going. And, but because everyone was so compliant, they were able to squash out things and now we live in a COVID-free society for the most part here. Melbourne had an issue because of the population there living on top of each other. And so that was yeah, hard yeah. at first. But they went through almost a year of lockdown. And, you know, and I used to live there. And I, I, I could only imagine how hard that would be. And I got friends who were there. And I, you know, like my heart goes out to them that they had to go through that. And yeah, but still their compliance of we was able to make that now a covid free um state as well w without vaccines you know yeah and with i the, mean i think from the yeah go ahead sorry my bad oh yeah yeah well without but you know with the appropriate things you know by you know wearing masks or using hand sanitizer or keeping your distance apart or um you know just doing just doing what you're supposed to do during a, a, a goddamn pandemic you know yeah and, yeah 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 that sense of entitlement seems like it's not there. You know what I mean? That mm. it's more like I'm going to put my ego aside and do something for the greater good here, which, you know, maybe is not the case here. I feel like the, the, the type of person that you're describing is someone who would really go against the grain here in the mm. United States. Right. Um, I find very few far in between, you know, people who are like very concerned, not to say they're not out here. There's a good, you know, there's a good people here, yeah, but um, for sure. it's a little bit different, man. I think the only way we were ever going to get out of this is with um, uh, a vaccine. Right. Because mm. like, for example, me and my fiance, we're, we haven't gone anywhere. Right. For all, over a year now. Like we mm. don't go out, we don't, we go outside for groceries, but no like erroneous or no like um, frivolous activities. You how, know? Does that, how does that, but, how does that affect your mindset? Like, are you are you all right <laughs> oh dude it was i i want to say that um it's a lot of um just i might be handling it the wrong way but i just don't address it head on you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah, i keep I myself mean. busy yeah. so like i read a lot i um i work out i mm -hmm. stretch i um try to meditate i try to fill my time with positive things yeah and but sometimes that that fatigue can build up, right? It's like mm. working out, right? So right now I'm on a rest week because I've been working out for like three months straight without rest days. And mm -hmm. so like I'm on a rest week. And now it's kind of like that with quarantine. It's like, dude, I need to stop doing these like all these positive things and address my emotions. Like, mm. how are you feeling about it? Ration through it. Um, it's like a lot of conscious effort. I have to be intentional, even with my relationship. Like I have to make sure that I'm good, but also she's good and that we're good together, you yeah. know? So yeah, exactly. I have to take, it was a good practice in taking charge, man. Like, uh, mm. you know, you're in charge of your outcomes, right? There's this mm. energy that we don't, we don't know exactly what's going to happen to us, but I think we're in charge of our outcomes, man. And I can keep myself in a good space if I, if I want to, you know? Yeah. Um, but it takes effort. It does. It does. It's like, I've, I've seen that, um, uh, what is it? It's a, uh, uh, it's like a meme somewhere that says like, choose your hard, you know, uh, for example, working for yourself is hard, but working for another person is, uh, is also hard. So basically choose your hard, um, yeah. you know, uh, eating and becoming overweight is a difficult thing to deal with. 
uh, going to the gym every day is also a difficult thing to deal with. So yeah. which one do you want to choose? Life is hard. Um, it takes an effort, you know, whether we like to think that being lazy takes an effort or not, there is an effort that will be have to be made later down the road. You know, it's like a big credit system or something that you're kind of taking on to yourself for your body. Um, yeah. But yeah, for, but for everything. Yeah. You really ha- you really are in charge of yourself. I say it all the time as like yeah, a joke. Man. I'm like, oh, you know, Oprah, you know, Oprah says that the only person you can you can, uh, you know, change your situation is you, you know, n- nobody else. It's only up to you. Yeah. Oprah's out here spitting fire, huh? Yeah, that's as right. usual. <laughs> as usual, as per usual. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, it's it's interesting, dude. Like I you know, I definitely um I don't want to be like cynical towards other people, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, even our interaction that we're having right now, right? For you know, nothing about it am I going to put on you, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing about my emotions, my feelings of this conversation or before or after am I going to put on you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in control of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So if if I wasn't open to hearing new experiences, meeting new people, we would have never connected. I would never heard this great story that you have to share with me, right? And you mm-hmm. would have never connected with me. So like in that sense, right? Um, I'm going off on all these tangents, but I'm reading this book by Malcolm Gladwell called Blink. I don't know if you read it. Mm. No, I haven't. No, so it's 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 a book about a lot of different things, but um, it's all about changing your your instinctual reactions to things, right? And how do we do that? We put ourselves in environments that are going to promote things, right? So, for example, if I'm constantly doing a positive lifestyle my reactions to things will be positive. My subconscious, unconscious reactions will be positive because I'm constantly engaging in positive things. Now, Mm. if I was engaging in negative things, my reaction to something might just be negative, right? Mm. So Mm. it's all about perception, all about like what you're putting yourself around, what do you choose to engage in, what do you choose not to engage in, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, for me, it's all about you know, working out, meeting new people, traveling, you know, experiences, you know, things like that. Other people could be different, right? Could be money, could be wealth. Those things aren't wrong, but your reactions do follow, man. So, mm. um, yeah, dude, I just been, I was on this whole new mindset thing over the past couple of years. So I'm just running with it, bro. Just running with it big time. That's good. Yeah. Because, um, it's like we were saying, we just don't know what, uh, sort of long-term effects, this, uh, you know, lockdowns and the um, the anxiety that is caused by the trauma that is this pandemic. You know, a lot of people say, oh, where's the trauma? You're just sitting at home watching Netflix. Yeah, but we're all being putting ourselves into like self-isolation, you know, like it's, yeah. it's you know, either there's going to be an upsurge in astronauts after this is all done with because <laughs> or we're all going to have uh, there's going to be a big uh, need for mental health um yeah in in the future which has been something that the united states has always struggled with in terms of um you know private health care they don't even cover you know mental health benefits which is absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous um and the the fact that we need it even in australia it's it's needed there is mental health benefits that exist here but the uh right now the leading cause of death for australian men uh is suicide in in australia oh, wow. right now and that that has an effect based off of trauma that has occurred from um you know from covid you even look at the uh the statistics for alcohol sales when covid happened uh alcohol sales went up about 200 percent, but they sustained 
they haven't gone down. Oh, that's that's forward thinking right there. Yeah. So now you can see that people are now addicted to substances yeah. that they got attached to during lockdown. And it's, wow. it doesn't take long to get addicted to substance. It just takes, uh, what is it, like 21 actions or something like that in order for you to mm -hmm. get it. And so that's something that is going to affect the society that we live in based off of, um, you know, coming off of that. Let's say if you want to reduce your alcohol content, there is going to be a breaking period you're going to have to go through. That's totally that, that could either for some people, it'll kill them. For some people, it'll 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 be a whole new revelation and they'll be able to be fine. But when you look at other countries, you look at the UK, you look at America, um, you look at Europe, and there's got to be like, you know, the world that we knew is gone. It's gone. But yeah. It's, it's going to change and it has changed and we have to be okay with that. So whenever I hear people saying going back to normalcy, there is no going back to where we came from. And it's... And I hate when I hear that so much, like, let's just go back to normalcy. For one, it, it cuts off the idea that, um, and it refuses to acknowledge the fact that people are are in need of help since, yeah. since that. Um, but also uh, from a positive si uh, side of, of everything, it's, it, um, it, it stops people from having a growth mindset of being able to change. So to always go back to go backwards is a terrible idea. You know, we need to yeah. we need to grow from this um, and learn from mistakes we've made. And there is no going back. There's only going up, or there's or mm -hmm. there's going down. And I I really want to be be a big proponent to people who are afraid of change. Uh, don't be afraid of the change that happens because it could be good for you later down the road. Like the dude. The change I've had uh, from the experiences I've had when I was uh, afraid of losing everything through travel, it's only made me a stronger person. There's this, right. um, uh, there's the Navy SEALs. Uh, they have a, um, a motto that is uh, forged through adversity. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's where a lot of us are. But if we concentrate, like you said, on the negative, you know, we're not going to be forged through adversity. We're going to be crippled by it. And yeah. so, you know, let's, let's sort of acknowledge the fact that we went through a hard time, but let's, let's, let's try to learn from it and grow from it and help each other not to be stunted from the trauma of what it is to be in isolation. Because when we get out of it, I mean, I felt it after six weeks, Jesus, you know, it was weird going and like talking to other people. Because yeah. you're like, oh, you're gonna give me, you're gonna give me a disease, <laughs> you know, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, man. I mean, people, you know, you, you make a lot of good points, right? And I think um, it's it varies from person to person, but for so long, for so long, and I agree with your normalcy point, right? Because we should not revert. Never should we revert. I think we should always be pushing forward. What's next for us, you know? And this was a trial, and the fact that. Anyone who made it out alive, I'm sure you learned something, right? Now run with that. Run with what you learned. I think what happens is, and I experienced it a lot because, right, we've been in quarantine quarantine for a lot longer um, than six weeks, right? Yeah. And what, ha what happens is, is like, if you think about 
and I work in corporate America, right? So if you think about um, your standard corporate individual, right, that, that nuclear family, you know, wife, husband, two, three kids, they have a house, you know, got a lot mm. of bills to pay, um, things of that sort. You know, what I, what I found what was happening was their their ego in a lot of sense was, was heightening at work, right? Because there was a lot, the volume of life was turned down significantly, Right. There wasn't the, oh, I got to drop the kids off at school. There wasn't, oh, I got this uh, this this hair and nail appointment here. There wasn't, oh, I got to go visit family because all that was taken off the table. Right. Mm -hmm. So some people responded positively. They did some introspection. Oh, here are my negative tendencies. Here are my positive tendencies. Here are my opportunities um, and here are my strengths. Right. Mm. I found a lot of other people turn the volume up on their ego right because they had so much extra energy in them they took it out in negative ways right being more demeaning and um how to put it overbearing in the workplace and just in general you know so um it it's it's interesting because to me that's reverting even farther back than what quote-unquote normalcy was right? right yeah um but for me i've taken this opportunity to hone in public speaking skills, right? Mm. Um, hone in my networking, hone in um, just my overall like ingenuity when I talk to somebody, you know, mm. just like really diving in. Not to say I'm some guru on the shit or anything like that. No, no, no. But yeah, to your point, man, it's just, you know, we have to, we just kind of push forward. There's no other option I feel like in life but to just push forward and just do the next thing. If something's hard, do it, man, because you're gonna learn from that. You know yeah. things like that. Don't t take the scenic route sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And like, if you go and do uh, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, uh, that's a good thing. You know, like because you're learning from it. Like, and the thing I've noticed from me teaching adults, right? Because that's who I primarily teach when I'm doing this right. English test, is that uh, adults uh, want control, and when you don't know something you don't have control and that's and so, you know sometimes that's okay because whenever you learn something new you're gonna have to it goes against everything that you sort of are when you're in the moment because you don't feel confident about what you're doing it's uh it's it's new and it's strange and you're not used to it and we kind of want to stay where we are but if we stay where we are um you know let's say for example if i uh, lived in the 1950s and I really like typewriters. Well, you know, there might be a case where, you know, in the early 2000s, that was really cool and you were a hipster, but it's not really going to get you anywhere else, you know, throughout life. You're going to need a laptop or something. You're going to have yeah. to, you're going to have to learn the transition period from typewriter to a laptop. Because if you stay in the same spot, you're just going to be like this, you know, uh, this old fossil that doesn't learn how to use a fucking phone. You know, and, yeah. and then you won't be able to adapt to the world you live in anymore. And, um, but so definitely growing is, uh, I mean, uh, but I'm mean, sorry with, uh, with, with adults, uh, they don't want to be put in their, in their, uh, outside their comfort zone, but it's the main thing I really wanted to talk about in this was that when you look at what's happened in lockdown, you have so many people sort of having the ability or the opportunity to learn something new uh to like you said like it sounds like you're doing some really cool stuff you know being able to do that personal development that uh keeps you in a positive mindset you taking that that extra step to go there but a lot of people instead 
they they quiet that voice in their head to do that and they cover it up with alcohol they cover it up with anything else any other distraction um and just so that they don't have to think about it you know and then once their mind is thinking about it they just keep you know medicating it and yeah sometimes you just need to not medicate it and let it go you know run with it man and if if you got good friends they'll nurture that you know like they'll they'll listen to that and if you feel like you're saying something stupid you know, and they won't take it, go to therapy, man. Everyone could use from some therapy and just Mm -hmm. like having a objective outlet to like get your thoughts out, right? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of us don't do that. We're not comfortable. Like you said, we want that control and we might feel stupid. But dude, if you're not approaching life as a student, I feel like you got it wrong, bro. (laughs) Like at no point in life should you be like, I know this shit. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. obviously, if you have different traits, things like that, but you should never sit around saying, do I got life figured out, man? N- yeah. Nah, dude. No, you, you definitely don't. <laughs> yeah. Even when, even when you're old and on your deathbed and you'll you you know, you probably didn't figure it all out, you know? And dude. I, and if there are people out there who need therapy, right there, there are a lot of like, uh, services out there where people can benefit from. But if let's say, if you want to, if you needed to pay, um, I always know that there's always something in your mind that will come up with an excuse for you not to seek help. And whether that's yeah. money or your ego, um, you got to keep in mind that you can always afford therapy if you if you really look at your budget and what you're spending your money on. If you're spending your money on, um, you know, if you're, if you're making Costco runs, which by the way, the deals you can get at Costco for alcohol, unreal. But you, hell yeah, it's not a thing here, not in Australia. <laughs> the alcohol is crazy expensive here. So, oh, is it? Yeah, okay. it's crazy expensive. Uh, like, you know, like a liter of um, of uh, Captain Morgan would be, uh, I don't know, close to like seventy dollars or something like that. You know, damn. Yeah, <laughs> for Captain Morgan. For huh? Captain Morgan. Yeah. So. Um, but let's let's look at that. You know, if you were to not spend money on as much alcohol, which I know is a lot easier said than done, because uh, alcohol is addictive. Um, yeah. You know, you could save up money to go to a therapist, or let's say if you like Uber Eats, maybe just don't do that anymore and learn how to cook. You know. There you go. Yep. Um, there's a lot of these things that you know. It's harder. It's harder. It's easier said than done, but. Uh, to make these little efforts in order to help yourself because at the end of the day, you know, you have to, you really have to make a, make a, make a difference um, in yourself, you know, love yourself. Yeah, man. hundred percent. And you really, you really got to promote self-love a lot. And I think, you know, some, sometimes, you know, I, I feel like somebody who's listening to us talk right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So we both. I would say we both understand fitness as a pillar in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it carries over into a lot of other things that we do. So maybe two people who didn't work out, who are listening to us are like, yo, fuck these guys. Man. Yeah, they're 100%, just like, 100%. They're, they're up in the clouds, like talking motivationally, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fine, you know? But, um, uh, you know, what's interesting is, is when you work out, right? However you're going to work out, lifting, whatever it is, you have to understand the moving pieces, right? You have to understand all right, I'm doing a back day. I'm going to do four sets of 12 reps, what, what have you, right? And then I got to take the protein to fuel myself, whatever it is. You understand the moving pieces. Now, I fundamentally believe that um, methodology should be applied to everything in your life, right? You should 
understand the moving pieces of your personality, of your work, of your relationship. You should understand what's making it good and what's making what's dwindling it a little bit, right? And that's why I personally love working out. So any anyone I know it's not a one size fits all, but anyone who is having trouble like mentally, I'll say, hey, look, work out with me. Let's do it. Stick to it. Mm-hmm. Do it 30 days. Do it 21 days with me. And Or if you can't do it with me, I'm going to text you when I do it. Just do something mm-hmm. at that time. Stick to it. Now, you form that habit. Let's say it's walking. You walk two miles a day. Now, you're going to understand the difference between a good walk and a bad walk, right? You're going to understand what got you, what you do to have a good walk, and why, why did you have a bad walk on the day you had a bad walk, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever it might be. Understand how to put yourself in a good mindset. Understand how to put your get good outcomes, you know, and then go from there, dude. Make it your own. But you know, at baseline, know what is working and what is not working in your life. And I feel like a lot of people just don't do that inventory, man. They're not mm-hmm. understanding like what's detrimental to me, what's positive for me, and it's hard to be objective and impartial when you're looking at your own progress, um, let alone somebody else's. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, most definitely. There's uh. There's another thing too that I found really helps for uh, happiness is that I can start off my day and I could just be really grumpy and miserable and my partner could like attest for that. And uh, God bless her. She really puts up with a lot of shit for me, <laughs> uh, especially in this move. I've just been the grumpiest pile of garbage, but it's, it's um, so, you know, even, even for, for someone who like myself, I, like I meditate daily and I, and I eat right and I've been off alcohol and I've been doing exercise. I'm still going to have bad days, you know, yeah. and I find that, uh, what has it, it like, what will always help me, what'll, and it, and that's me communicating with somebody else during my day. So if I, someone who doesn't know any of the shit that I've been going through, um, so you could do that through, um, I mean, I find that a lot through doing my private teaching. So I'll talk to my okay. students for like two hours and at the end of it, I'm, my attitude is completely different. Like I'm, I'm back to normal. I'm able to talk to people. I'm able to laugh, um, and it just completely changes my mindset. If um, and other ways too as well. Like if you volunteer, uh, where you get to chat yeah. with other volunteers, or if you're getting to do this, it's going to distract you from those things, and you're going to kind of get out of that sort of grumpy mindset or that negative uh, state. I just find it always happens. You know, communicate with other people. Whether that's, you know, that could be your therapy, for example, go volunteer. You know. Or, yeah. or something just to get yourself to communicate. It is so unnatural the way we live nowadays. Like we used to live as, um, you know, in, in tribes and we used to communicate and we would have a purpose. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, if let's say if you go and you volunteer in the jungle or something, uh, you're not going to have any depression because everyone's got a purpose you, and everyone's communicating with each other. You're part of a, of a community. But when we live at, at our houses by ourselves in this cube, outside of nature that is loneliness you know you're you're cutting yourself off from nature and you just and you're not around your other people and so there's something to be said to that your computer is not going to give you warmth other people will do that you know yeah we're not meant for this you know we're not meant to just be sitting inside all day you know i mean Mm. we're primal we got to get out we got to interact and do you find do you find so aside from your partner in terms of, you know, I just want to dive into that, um, you know, communication thing a little bit because that's that's a really good note. So do you find, like, let's say, you know, Pete, you're having a bad day and then you you talk to your students. Are you, 
are you turning your day upside down because you're like, hey, look, I'm not going to give these students the shitty version of me or the upset version of me. Or is it like, yo, I'm going to give them the upset version of me. And through this uh, conversation, through teaching them, I'm going to turn it upside down. Or is it because you brought this jovial Pete to the table because you're like, yo, I can't give, I can't expose someone who has no background here to this like bad day that I'm having. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you mean. That's that's a good point. Um, I think it is probably because when uh, I'm teaching, I am giving a service. And so I think the, at first, the smile is being forced on in order for me to okay. do it. And then through that, I actually end up really feeling it towards towards the end. Yeah. It's a little combination of both there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah. I never want to give somebody like a shit version of me who's paying for me, you know. And <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and when somebody who's coming into your life who has nothing to do with like your situation, you know, why would you treat them like garbage? You know, I guess suppose that's the whole the whole difference. Yeah, but yeah, man, yeah. it's it's tough. Yeah, but um, so I have this uh, thing I was gonna I was gonna do because I have um. I have these series of essays that I write and oh yeah and what I do is I try to introduce them with um a little uh announcer and I kind of wanted to share one with you today yeah dude uh give me one second here I I usually have it pulled up but you know on my side I got a little distracted this morning so here we go no, um, that's a cool that's a cool little hobby man I I'm looking forward to checking that out yeah, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Okay, this will be a good one. Um, okay, let me just pull this up. Um, one second. Okay. Here we go. So roll the intro. So I'm not hearing anything. Oh, you're not? You're not hearing anything? No, I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> oh, man, that was awkward. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I could tell that you were like going in and I was like, oh, man, I'm just gonna let him ride with it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just have to like cut that that awkward silence for a second. <laughs> uh, let's hear. Okay, wait, let's try this. Nothing? No, man, I cannot hear that. No. God damn it. This happens sometimes when I'm on Zoom. <laughs> Zoom, Zoom fucks everything up, dude, I'll tell you. Yeah, I know. You know, I was wondering actually... Um, you know, when you record audio sometimes on Zoom, it's like only like 32 mm-hmm. uh, like kilohertz. And like I, I try to get at least like 44 kilohertz. I'm always like, um, you know, backing up on a different program in the background. But I'm wondering, yeah. is there a, is there like a video conferencing program that records high quality audio that you know of? Because like Zoom, because sometimes mm. I'll meet with people who who, you know, are not on a podcast and they'll just be... Yeah, plugging yeah. into and I got to deal with our shitty audio. So <laughs> whenever I've done a collab and I've only done one other one, it's been on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And then like I'll do like kind of what we're doing now. Like I'm recording my audio on um on my Mac through mm-hmm. like QuickTime. Mm-hmm. So it's high quality. Yeah. And then like I got my AirPods in on the Zoom call, you know. So I, I'm pretty archaic with the way I'm going about it. Yeah, because I wonder about the other people on the other end because if – because if I go through, well, anyways, if there's not a need, I'll find a need. I'm sure there's got to be something out there for this situation. <laughs> um, okay. There definitely has to be, man. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just uh, I'll just play the, uh, what do you call it? The intro. Um, I'll dub it in. 
and yeah. and then we'll just pretend like we heard it. hundred <laughs> percent, man. Let's do that. Okay, great. All right. Yeah, you gotta let me. You gotta let me into that though. I um, I definitely want to hear uh, that that whole essay. You want to tell me a little bit about it? Um. Well, okay. So or is this it one experiencing. So this essay uh, today is about a potential sponsor that I almost had, and okay. Um. So here we go. There's a little little collection about it. And now we explore an idea through an essay from the mind of Curious Pete. Today, tickle me sideways and call me a naughty boy. This essay is about adult fetish play diapers. So, uh, I lost my income lately, and not due to COVID or any other responsible or I couldn't help it type of situation. What it was, it was poor planning on my part, and I quit my job without having a backup plan. I was like, fuck this job. Oh, fuck me. I have no money. So don't feel bad for me. I just did this part of my life poorly. So what I was doing is I was doing labor work, and it fucking sucked. The reason it sucked was because I didn't really have a trade skill, like a welder or carpenter, or in perfect Australian, a boiler maker or chippy. So since I didn't have a skill, I uh, qualified to only be a trade assistant, or in perfect American, the construction bitch. I clean up after people, watch people work. Today I spent an hour getting the tea stains out of one of the guy's mugs, and they pay me for this. It's slightly humiliating, yes, more than doing stand-up. And so I won't, look, uh, I won't go looking for another job as I have a graphic design background. Um, and I called a recruitment firm and sent my CV, and they called me for an interview with a company, an adult diaper fetish company. I wish I was joking. This is actually a real situation. My, my choice of work right now is to either clean tea stains um, out of uh, people's mugs who are on parole or make social media content for people who will be on parole. So, look, no judgments. If, if you like wearing diapers, shitting yourself, and being treated like a baby until you come, I mean, to each their own. So, what did I do? Well, let me just say... If you use the code word Winkler at littlesdownunder.com.au, you get 15% off at checkout. That's a real website. That's a real code word. Get yourself some diapers. Littles Down Under. Not just for good sexual parenting, but you can now go on for long road trips and guess what? No need to stop for a bathroom break. Stuck in a funeral? Take a little down under underneath that little suit. Want to change the world? Well, this is not the product for you. You want your money's worth at Sizzler, however? All you can eat, consider it now all you can shit. Am I right? Littlesdownunder.com.au. Touching children when they're adults so it's not illegal. You wouldn't let anyone who is into uh, baby play anywhere near your kids. But if you're into being dressed as a baby and fucked, uh, that is a secret you keep to yourself because you will be judged. You can't casually drop that at a Thanksgiving dinner. So, Bob, what do you do when you're not working? Well, you know, I access my inner child. Oh, how so? I wear diapers and drink warm milk from a bottle. Right. Well, it looks like the turkey isn't the only thing around here that's getting bashed. Am I right, Bob? All right. Little's down under. Check them out. 
The end. <laughs> ah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> dude, that was dope, bro. Oh, man. I'm definitely about to go order me a nice adult diaper, dude. Blow me a big load, a little down under. <laughs> but maybe not, because you didn't sponsor Pete, you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, man, I tried so hard. I tried so hard to get them to, to come in here. But then I, I, I realized that, um, you know, maybe sponsorship is not the way. Because, you know, what if they, they want to sort of change the way that I approach things? You know, the way... Dude, know. what if you start doing podcasts about fucking diapers all the time, dude? You know what I mean? Not yeah. that it's a bad thing, but... Yeah. I don't know. You seem to have a... You know, whatever. I was thinking it'd be kind of funny, actually, to get a group of my friends together and do a podcast where we all wear the diapers and just to see if they actually work. <laughs> <laughs> just to sit around in just a circle. like direct eye contact yeah you know yeah and, <laughs> and get someone to like like we'll we'll there'll be like a kiddie pool like one of those plastic ones and like get someone to stand in it and be like all right give it a test run yeah. let's see what happens <laughs> <laughs> over there dude squatting in the corner yeah uh, but yeah man that's it dude so that that was a good one though dude that was really really witty dude that and it, you know it actually went on for some time and i thought it, it was gonna fizzle out at some point it but did. it came back around bro oh, i thanks, like man. that yeah thanks you for got that. a knack for that dude no cheers i uh i kind of fucked up on a few parts so well i don't know but it's all work in progress it made it more real pete made it real it made real it more it made you more real more to honest me, dude. you can't more. be reading that <laughs> Dude, if you don't read without stuttering here and there, man, you're a fucking robot. And you're a serial killer. You're, so um, I appreciate. Yeah, you definitely you. killed. You killed uh, like little creatures when you were a child or something. You know, exactly. You dismembered ants and shit like that. Yeah, dude, so can't be, can't be doing that, Pete. I met a guy one time in in a hostel, and he was talking about how he used to like like uh, find like field mice and stuff, and then he would he would used to throw like cinder blocks like on them. And I was like, okay. I was like, man, like that's some serial killer shit. And he was like, what? No. Like, and I was like, no, like that's how all serial killers start off. They start off by killing and dismembering like little, little animals. Little animals, dude. That's exactly fucking probably Ted Bundy's story, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he was a kid killing little animals, dude. Yeah. Like there was something that happened here in, in, uh, in Brisbane, like a few months back where someone was like throwing out like poison sausages in like the dog park. And like dogs were oh, like, why do the dogs, man? Yeah, I know, right? Like that's that's like a serial killer in training, right there. I think for sure. You know, just mm -hmm, just to see dude. that because if you if you were to, I mean, I got a cat, and you know, cats, dogs, whatever, they're all animals are all great, um, but I could not imagine like having that cat die. Like my my heart yeah. would be like absolutely, like. <sighs> you know taken out of my oh, chest God. indiana jones style you know dude you can't bro how are you gonna like get into the behavior of an animal that doesn't know better dude you know throwing poison sausages yeah that is maniacal dude it <laughs> that is. is like yeah it's evil. fucked up yeah. Nah, nah. I can't. I can't be doing all that, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so how'd you? Uh, how'd you start uh, getting into that whole uh, essay thing? Is it just for, like for the sponsors things, or is it something you just like kind of like doing with the rhetoric? Well, you know, when I was uh, when I was younger, I used to I used to write a lot more, and I I just recently got back into it, and then I thought to myself, you know, this could be a good option uh, yeah. to give me a reason to write more was to have sort of essays prepared. And I, um, I have a bunch of these like from before I started podcasting. And so now they seem kind of random and I kind of like the idea of us talking about something deep 
and me and then me kind of ruining yeah, the yeah. the maturity of it by talking about <laughs> adult diapers or farts or something and um however i think in the future what i'll do is i'll, I'll probably write a uh, an essay that is uh sort of slightly on the theme of like whatever i'm about to talk about with that person i think yeah, um, yeah. but i got this guy to do sort of like bulk buy uh, on fiverr okay um and he's and he does like an old british wizard voice as the introduction oh, to all of, all of these things and it sounds really funny to me and, <laughs> and so he'll introduce those things but I, I i had him do like six of them at a time so i'm kind of like i'm invested to finish these right now oh, dude yeah, you're deep in <laughs> for sure dude, for sure um but the more, yeah man the more that sounds pretty dope yeah so what do you what do you do yourself man when you're not doing podcasting um you know i um i used to be i used i was i was like really starting to embark upon this travel kick mm -hmm. that i was getting on right so i was like i was starting small you know like uh, about four years ago um you know went to like atlanta for a couple of days um went over to san diego for a couple of days me and my fiance would just plan trips for each other for mm -hmm. our birthdays and anniversaries went over to new orleans for a little bit nice. um actually i went to macau and hong kong for a buddy's bachelor party back in 2017 which is fun wow um yeah, so I used to do that. I was I went to Iceland, Scotland, Ireland, England. Um, so just like I was really getting on that, right? Mm. So, but then that all kind of halted. So you know, right now it's just a lot of like, like I said, it's like a lot of reading. Um, I'm a big soccer guy, so I'm always watching you know highlights from the Premier League and mm. La Liga and everything like that. Yeah. Um, I. Um, Who do you follow? I. So so you know my 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 favorite Premier League team is Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm a Barcelona fan too, but nice. um, I'd probably have to go with Chelsea if you would have asked me. They kind of yeah. I used to live. Me, I, I used to live right next to the Chelsea club, like in um, oh, I was Stanford in Hammer Bridge. I was in Hammersmith, like and nice. uh, it's close to like Fulham and everything. Where what all of it is? Yeah, 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 dude. I'm. Uh, I was supposed to. So last year, uh, me and my fiance were supposed to get married. Um, oh, right. But we ended up having to postpone our wedding. Yeah. Um, because of the COVID and everything like that. Shit. And my buddies were supposed to take me to um to a Chelsea game in London for my oh, bachelor party. Man, that would have been sweet. And I was like super excited, man. But we kind of had to scrap that because they, they paused the Premier League for a little bit. Um, but I was about to be on some hooligan shit out there, dude. You would have caught me <laughs> in the streets. Fucking some green street no shit. No bottoms, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, straight up, man. Pretty bubbles. I was about to go yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, man, the Chelsea fans, man, are, uh, are uh, wild. They're a wild group. Yeah, dude. It's just the. Uh, I've been to I've been to a game. I've been to a Real Madrid Barcelona game uh, in in Madrid mm -hmm. or in Barcelona. Yeah, and the energy is just. There's no words for me to describe it to you, bro. Like it's the when it's a packed stadium, everyone is like just so passionate about the sport you know like it's life over there yeah um and it's just something to be a part of man it's like a good experience and shit like that and you know throw a few few drinks in there dude it's probably gonna be a really good time you know yeah so, um, i mean yeah man that's about it just been trying to keep myself busy dude you know i i um i journal a lot dude i, I just try to stay on my shit dude try to stay in a good headspace um but yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a it's been an interesting year and a half or so, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it'll uh, it'll all come down to um, to an end, so we can do some different things, you know, in terms of get back out and 
going traveling again. It's a big, it's a big issue that I, I worry about because if, um, you know, what countries are going to be allowing other people from what countries in the future, you know, and let's say, yeah. for example, if like a travel bubble opens up between Australia and New Zealand, will I be able to go if I'm on an American passport still? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because if things aren't getting any better over there, it might not get any better for me over here. You know, everyone else around me will be fine, but I'll be living in my own sort of like world of, you know, discrimination because I have an American passport. And that'll be quite the eye-opening experience because I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have that experience currently even before COVID. Um, yeah. But it's... Um, you know, hopefully won't, that won't be forever, you know? Dude, a hundred percent. My one, so one of my, um, distant cousins. So her husband went to India, right? Right before COVID started. Right. And that was like in 2020, dude. Right. And so they, they had a kid. That kid is over a year old now. And that motherfucker still is there oh, shit. in India Hasn't been able to come back because he had to file some kind of passport shit. I, I don't know the, the nuances, but he sent his passport in and the embassy closed down over there. So his passport is just like... What, hanging in a drawer somewhere? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's just like in someone's back pocket or some shit like oh that. Oh my you know? God. What a nightmare. Right? Oh, bro, imagine like how fucked up of a situation. It's like you're missing like integral parts of of your child's like growth you know what i mean yeah. it is just a year but it's like dude babies are the cutest man mm. <laughs> like you, you missed them during that time but i feel i feel bad it's just real fucked up dude i had real, real i had an uber driver and and, he, and his uh his wife is from ukraine and it was it was towards the beginning of covid and he said uh that his because in australia here they won't let you in even if you have even if you're like married to someone if you're not yet a permanent resident you're just not coming in and so he, he so he has a he has a child and he has a wife and they were in in ukraine visiting the family for or like around the holidays and then covid happened and they were in in the ukraine still and they're not allowed to come back into australia just just straight up so he's got a kid and his wife still in ukraine you know almost a year later like the same situation brand new baby as well it's like, dear dude, Lord. it's like worst case scenario, bro. <laughs> it's it is like so bad. Well, the biggest thing that I worry about too is like, um, I got an older mother. She's like, she's gonna be seventy eight this year, and so okay, like, okay. So if anything happened to her, like, I couldn't leave Australia because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be let back in, and right, and, right. and I would be back in, you know, rural Montana, like twiddling my thumbs. I'd be like, what, 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 what am I, what's going on here? <laughs> You know, and I, and I spoke, I spoke to my mom about it. I was like, please don't get sick because if I come back, like, you know, I won't, I won't be able to get, I, you know, I, you know, it'd be a really tough decision for me to make, you know, like, do I give up my entire life or what do I do? And, you know, she told me, she said, look, if anything happened and if I died, um, there's nothing you can do. So it'd be best if you stayed, you know, I wouldn't want you to be worse off. So that was that was reassuring, but it wouldn't go without some sort of sense of guilt. Still, <laughs> you know what I mean. Straight up, dude. Yeah. I mean, yo, your mom sounds like really forward thinking, really understanding. You know mm. what I mean? She sounds like a really dope lady, man. I feel like a lot of a lot of parents won't necessarily take that same stance. You know what I mean? Mm. A lot of um, 
and I just you know I don't want to bring it back to myself, but a lot of like immigrant parents like they would I don't know if they'd get that right. Mm. They it's all about like yo you gotta take care of the older generation and mm. you gotta make sure they're accounted for mm. and that that can derail somebody's life, man. Mm. Like like if you were to pick up and move back here, everything that you set up there is kind of I wouldn't say it's undone, but mm. that's a new direction you're it taking is. your shit in. You know what I it mean? It is, yeah. Like my my income is all based off of people here and like living over right. over there, I wouldn't it wouldn't it just wouldn't happen, you know. And so it it would just be like a completely you have to like come up with a new sh- scheme of sorts, I suppose, but that's life, I I guess. So go with the punches get get stuck in vietnam and hopefully get out of it on a plane trip back to bangkok <laughs> hey man you know sneaking through the cargo bro like yeah that's it <laughs> do what you gotta do you know what i mean <laughs> mission impossible bro. yeah so what's what's coming up next for you man are you got anything planned uh with with the podcast got any um things to um maybe do a shout out for that i i can um sort of time this with or for people to pay attention to coming up in the dates you know um lacroix mm-hmm. no i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no nah, man nah, you know i'm i really just want to keep this a fun thing you know i i mean i know we briefly touched on the sponsors and everything like that you know yeah. people reach out obviously i have like cannabis content um and like it's like you know i'm i'm all in favor of partnering with people what what have you um i would never say no but um it's it's more like I just want to make sure I'm having fun. Yeah, you know? that's it. I want isn't to connect it? with people who, yeah, I just want to connect with people who like are cool, man. Like you know, like we connected. I like briefly checked out your stuff. I was like, oh man, this guy seems like he's not like he doesn't think he's the best in the world. Or he doesn't think he's hot shit. He might mm. want to have a nice conversation with me. You know, like yeah. let's sit down and chat. I um, I'm having so um, there's this this guy I know. He's a he's actually a DJ. Um, in the he's like a, a well-known DJ in like the Chicagoland area. Oh, nice. Um, and he just kind of agreed to do a similar thing with me. Um, and I, I personally know him uh, not super well, but I, you know we run in the same circles. Yeah. So I was like, dude, let's let's talk about your DJ journey, man. Like he's got a really dope setup. He's really good. He knows how to work a crowd. Mm. Um, I love music, so I'm mainly like, yo, just if if you have time jump on with me and like let's have a fun conversation if not like you can fucking tell me to fuck off man yeah (laughs) yeah i'm totally fine in any case dude but nothing too crazy dude i've been so i don't know if you can see i got this like camera on the tripod back there yeah what's that so i my buddy bought me a um like this sony a6000 right Mm. just like a it's like i didn't know how nice of a camera it is it is pretty nice so you know, some of the things I do, I just try to capture them and then I try to compile them and throw my audio over them. Mm-hmm. So like maybe someone can have something to like look at mm. when they're li- if they're listening to my podcast. Not that, you know, anybody is, but if if somebody wants to have something to, to look at, like I color every day while I listen to like podcasts and stuff like that to turn off the TV and stuff. Mm. So I just like have the camera focused on like what I'm coloring and it's just a little bit something to, to, to weigh in on, you know, my... um. My fiance watches this video tell about this YouTuber who tells um, crime stories while she does her makeup. Man, and crime like, stories is like a, it's like a like a fucking thing now. It's like a big podcast. It's thing. a craze. Yeah, they yeah, love it, dude. It's it's a big thing, man. It's I mean, it's kind of interesting to listen to, um, you know. And like I said, this chick just puts on her makeup. Yeah. While she tells crime stories and yo within a couple of minutes this chick has like millions of views of uploading a video you know so i was just like hey look let me mess around with some video editing stuff 
um, and see if that takes at all. You know, just yeah. we're podcasters, might might as well be good at our craft, I guess. You yeah, know? for sure. But nothing crazy here, man. Just the same old bullshit as usual. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love your approach to it, man. I like it's nice to like uh, connect with somebody who's got like that positive mindset and um, um, is. Uh, it almost seems like we're kind of on like a similar journey a bit, you know, doing like podcasts that, that are, it's fun. It's got like a creative outlet. Um, I enjoy meeting other new people and, um, yeah, I think, I think we should, uh, uh, do something again because, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you, man, and getting to, uh, getting to slightly know you and then over time, let's, let's do, let's do some other stuff together. Dude, I feel like we we scratched the surface of a lot of good topics, and mm. we could probably do a whole podcast about every one of those topics, man. So yeah, hell yeah. No, dude, I've I've had a blast, dude. I I really appreciate you uh, making the time up with the time difference and everything like that. It's been it's been a fun conversation, bro. 